Welcome, my loyal subjects. This is the King of Zoning. Since you are most likely recovering from your New Year's Eve, let me catch you up. As you may remember, the Interstate Housing for All Compact achieved a supermajority across the 50 states last year. And as the first of this year, it came into effect, thus starting my reign. I am empowered to preempt and overrule all local, county, and state zoning and land use in order to affirmatively further housing for all. As your king of zoning, I take my duties very, very serious. And today, my loyal subjects, I will be releasing my first of many proclamations. Proclamation 1. As of right zoning. As of today, all zoning and land use applications will be a as-of-right ministerial and administrative process. This is not something new. This is how New York City works. Shifting to an as-of-right zoning streamlines the process. Everyone knows what is allowed to be built on any given site, and it removes an unnecessary veto point and a potential point of graft. No longer will there be an opportunity for a San Francisco supervisor to block much-needed housing from being built on a valet parking spot. No longer will there be an opportunity for a Chicago alderman to ask for paybacks and for their cousin to work on a project for it to be approved. Supervisors or council members can't extort donations for approvals. Proclamation 2. Mixed use by default. All the famous streets in America, Bourbon Street, Broadway, Beacon Street, all have offices, restaurants, stores on the ground floor with either more up above or homes above. This is the way we built for generations. We used to build this way until we decided we wouldn't. Now this will be default citywide. Now this doesn't mean that some sort of industrial manufacturing will be right next to your school. It just means that a corner store or a bodega or a coffee shop or a co-working space can be on the ground floor and that people can live above. This will allow us more flexibility for working from home, provide other ways so that we don't need to use our car to get around. Mixed use by default. So that it is written, so it shall be done. Proclamation 3. No parking minimums. Parking minimums is a junk science that was created based on poorly thought out, non-empirical ideas of how much parking must be built on a given site. In some cities, they require a certain amount of parking spots for bars. Now think about that. The king of zoning does not want people to be going to a bar and then to get into their car and drive away. That doesn't make sense at all. Parking minimums increase the cost of housing. For each parking spot, you either need to not build on that site or that parking could have been a park. It could have been nice landscaping. It could have been a home. For denser housing, structured parking, either underground or in a parking structure, is incredibly expensive, like $100,000 per parking spot expensive. And if anyone has walked past a parking garage, you can understand how that part of the sidewalk is not only dangerous, 
because there are cars coming in and out, but nobody wants to hang out next to a parking garage. It's pretty lifeless. Now, while the king of zoning has abolished all parking minimums, we have not yet considered whether there should be parking maximums on off-site parking. We are still considering this, but we believe that developers, builders, and people should have the option if they want to, up to a point. In denser streets where there's transit, parking doesn't make sense. Proclamation 3. Abolishing Off-Street Parking Minimums Proclamation 4. Abolishing Single-Family Detached Residences from here on out, there will be no requirements that you must build a single-family detached home. If people still want to keep or build their single-family home, great. But if you want duplexes or maybe a triple-decker like in Boston, Cambridge, or quads on a single site, we should be able to build those throughout all of our neighborhoods as of right. These missing middle typologies were prevalent throughout America until racist zoning came into play last century. The king of zoning deplores racism and segregation. It's okay to admit we made a mistake on forcing people to only build single-family homes based on both a segregationalist attitude and a idea of a family unit that doesn't make sense anymore. Again, the king of zoning understands that people might want a single-family detached home. Good for them. They can build that on their zoning lot, but we are not forcing everyone to build that. Proclamation 4. Abolish single-family detached homes. Proclamation 5. Diverse housing types. One way to think about this is we need to allow a wider range of home types built on any one property. This connects directly to Proclamation 4. We need to be able to build single room occupancies that have some minimum sizes. We need to be able to allow co-housing. We need to allow tiny homes, duplexes, fourplexes, and all that missing middle housing we used to build. We also need to allow other uses on each zoning site. This is where accessory dwelling units or granny flats and accessory commercial units come into play. If you have a building in the front of your lot, why shouldn't we allow you to build an ADU in the back or convert your garage if you don't have a car into an ADU? The king of zoning has parents too and would like to be able to house them very close by as they get older or be able to rent it out to other people. But right now, in most of America, the king of zoning is not allowed to do this. There have been great examples of ADU approval in California. The key to diverse home types is abolishing minimum sizes that don't allow the project to pencil out or, like in California, abolishing the requirement that family members must live in the ADU. We are giving people back a little bit of freedom in exchange for more housing. This is Proclamation 5. So that it is written, so shall it be done. Proclamation 6. More ownership models. The king of zoning 
believes that the 30-year fixed interest mortgage is both an amazing tool and is a limiting factor. We need a wider range of home ownership models. We need more co-ops. We need more community land trusts. We need more community building trusts, co-housing, fractional ownership, long-term tenancy, leasing to own, condos, etc. This requires both a more permissive legal framework and a more expansive financing than we currently have. We are directing the FHA and the Treasury to look at new ways of allowing financing and to collateralize a wider set of loan products than just single-family homes. Right now, the FHA is doing a good job in loosening up some regulations for multifamily homes. We need to look at other countries who are creating a more flexible way and a wider range of financing to allow people to own a wider range of housing. Proclamation 6, so that is written, so that it shall be done. Proclamation 7, housing bonuses next to transit. Any building lot within a 15-minute walk from high-quality transit, subway, elevated, streetcar, trolley, bus rapid transit, buses that come frequently every 10 minutes or so, should get a bonus so that they can build higher. Any street that conforms to this definition should look like Paris. Paris is beautiful. Who doesn't love Paris? The king of zoning loves Paris. This would give us a neighborhood of four to six stories of mixed-use buildings with small offices, restaurants, or stores at the base. This is how most of America looked for most of our short existence and most walkable communities look like now. We shall make neighborhoods great again by allowing us to build taller. There is no reason why Ronkonkoma on Long Island or many Metro North cities should only allow single-family homes within walking distance from expensive Metro North and Long Island Railroad stations. These can be hubs of activity that allow both people to live and increase the tax base so that people who already live there don't need to spend so much money. Proclamation 7, housing bonuses next to transit. So that it is written, so it shall be done. Proclamation 8. Car-free neighborhoods. A big impediment to safe streets are cars. They are amazing tools to travel further than 20 to 40 miles and carry us cross-country. The king of zoning owns a car and loves the car, but loves to park it and walk around the king of zoning's neighborhood. They have no place in cities. The number of people being injured or killed by cars has exploded in the last five years. By creating and giving cities and localities the ability to create car-free neighborhoods, we will follow cities such as Barcelona and Paris by creating super blocks where vehicles aren't allowed and the streets are given back to people. Now, you might not realize this, but a hundred years ago, the streets of your neighborhood were for people. People walked everywhere. Deliveries can, of course, be accomplished through, say, e-bikes or smaller vehicles. Now, this isn't some 1970s walkable 
downtown area like downtown crossing in Boston. This is about taking a finite amount of space called the street and rebalancing it for people. Now, cities can do this in a variety of ways. They can have open streets like in New York City. They can actually close down full streets like in Barcelona and Paris. They can also follow what London and Stockholm and Singapore and now New York is doing by charging for people to drive so that the city can provide high quality transit. This is all about rebalancing it away from the car, which again is a very useful tool to people. Proclamation 8, Car-Free Neighborhoods. Proclamation 9, Public Housing. Cities can borrow money cheaper than most organizations and most businesses. They have a vested interest in housing people and providing for the residents. They should build housing like Singapore's throughout every city-owned parcel, and they should acquire land or buildings like Barcelona and Montgomery County has to increase units. The U.S. government needs to repeal the Faircloth Amendment, allowing municipalities the ability to build more public housing as they see fit. Public housing should also be built with a range of units, both fair market and subsidized, so that it becomes a complete neighborhood, so that it becomes an integrated part of the city's fabric. Proclamation 9, Public Housing. Proclamation 10. The King of Zoning wishes to rethink setbacks and side yards. Not every place needs to look like Singapore, but every place could look like a beautiful part of Brownstone, Brooklyn, or Beacon Hill. The King of Zoning decrees that there will be no more setbacks deeper than 10 feet from the property line. Inside this 10-foot space could be things like stoops and awnings and porches and arcades and other things that create a middle ground between our private life and the public street. Any other ruling besides that regarding setbacks inside yards, the King of Zoning must think about this much longer. Proclamation 10, setbacks. Okay, my loyal subjects, that is 10 proclamations that I have made for you today. There will be more proclamations from here on out. Please stay tuned to Journey with Purpose. The King of Zoning commands you to listen to more episodes. You can find them at jwp.news. The King of Zoning also wishes its loyal subjects to please buy pamphlets to get it out of our palace and into your homes. The King of Zoning reminds you that all information and points of view on this podcast is the King of Zoning's own personal views and does not reflect past or future or current employers. The King of Zoning wishes you a wonderful start of the new year. 